Welcome to episode 128 of This Week in Marketing Show, also known as The Trim Show. I'm your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of September 26th through 38, 2022. So first off, uh, I'm going to cover Twitter. Uh, Twitter has jumped into the video bandwagon with two uh, updates or two features. Uh, so what are those? So first of all, first one is immersive viewing and easy discovery. This new feature expands videos to full screen by simply cl clicking on the video in the Twitter app. When the video is in full screen mode, users can scroll up to browse additional video content. This feature is a, will be available on iOS and Android in select countries in English. Now, doesn't that sound a whole lot like Reels or TikTok? If you thought that was, then you are right. Yes, it is exactly a feature or a functionality that Twitter is copying from these other two platforms because they want to be in the video bandwagon. Number two updates for Twitter is that uh, now you they're going to show more videos in the Explore tab. This is similar to, I guess, what you see in Instagram or TikTok as of today. Again, um, you know, and uh, what uh, Twitter is saying is that the new video carousel makes it easier for, for you to find uh, more videos that you might be interested in. Uh, it's next to the tweets and trends tab. And you can, you know, this feature is available on iOS and Android in select countries in English as well. That's all. Uh, go ahead, update your Twitter app and try it out. Maybe you will like it. Next up. Uh, we have, uh, since we're talking about videos, we have, uh, you know, this week, TikTok has published their community guidelines enforcement report. And usually I do not cover this kind of stuff on our show just because, you know, you as the business owner do not really have much to do except for, you know, this is more for other people. But, you know, I kind of, when I was looking through it, I saw that there is a need for you, me to share the numbers because this will put certain things into perspective and I will explain that um, after I go over the numbers. So it seems like in Q2 2022, TikTok took down 111, 113 million video clips between April and June. That's the Q2, okay? Due to policy violations and other issues, that's an 11% increase uh, compared to the previous quarter. Um, and of course, you know, as you know, the platform grows, there's going to be a lot of con questionable content and they're going to take it down. That's number one. Number two, proactive removal of videos improved uh, from 83.6% in Q1 to 89.1% in Q2. Now, remember in last show, I believe it was 127. If this is 128, then the last show was 127 where we talked about um, TikTok has a new downvote option, right? Uh, and the downvote option is going to allow their moderators to get ahead of the... Um, curve and take down questionable videos and things like this. So this kind of ties right into that. And I'm so glad that we, I chose to cover it last week. Okay. Uh, so obviously, you know, TikTok has made a big uh, shift and improvement in terms of removing uh, questionable content and things like that. And also another thing, you know, this is very important because remember this, this week, uh, about 30 brands uh, removed the ad from Twitter because their ad was found next to questionable content or, you know, child nudity, something like that. I just cannot remember what it was, but they removed their ads or they pulled their ad budget out of TikTok. 
So there is a big backlash. So definitely, you know, you as a platform has to get ahead of this curve and make do the right thing. I mean, I guess this is the reason why Google decided to like, you know, not index uh, any pornographic content. But that's besides the point. So basically, TikTok is definitely putting things, uh, you know, putting the right foot forward, doing things the right way and do as much as they can. Third thing that, you know, you should be aware of that in terms of account removals, fake account remains the biggest contributor with over 33 million fake profiles removed in during this Q2 period. That's a big number, 33 million uh, fake profiles. That's a 62% increase from the previous quarter. Now, as TikTok gets popular, obviously there's going to be fake profiles. I mean, there are fake profiles in Facebook. There's fake profiles on um, Instagram, things like that. Now, let's come back to why I'm covering this is because, you know, oftentimes we hear, hey, my content is on fire on TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the numbers you see, I would say, you know, you take that number and basically take 62% and remove 62% of that number. That would probably be your uh, right number is what I would say. Again, I am telling you that, you know, if you ever hear like, you know, someone got 10,000 views just because they posted a video and you only get five views, I mean, don't feel bad, right? I'm here to encourage you to say, you know, you definitely publish it on TikTok. If TikTok is your platform, we tried publishing it didn't work too well. We tried publishing it in the summer. It worked somewhat okay. And then, you know, we lost interest just because TikTok is not our platform for now. So rather than, you know, I want to preserve our precious resources and focus on things that matters. And then TikTok, we will get to it when we get to it. Maybe we are missing opportunities that could generate more revenues for us. But trust me, we don't have the bandwidth. So I hope this helps you to decide uh, and not feel bad about, you know, not getting millions of views on TikTok. Don't listen to the noise. Focus on what is best for you and your business. Okay, moving on, uh, let's talk about Facebook. Uh, there are five changes in Facebook call ads. Uh, the first thing is get a callback option in uh, Facebook call ads. Uh, this feature is currently being tested and gives the customers the option to request a callback from a business. Calls, call ads in sales objectives. Businesses will now have the option to include call ads as a format under the sales slash conversion objective in ads manager. Number three is 60-second call in lead gen traffic and sales objective, a 60-second call optimization option in lead generation traffic, and to be released sales ad objectives allow businesses to optimize their ad to reach people who are most likely to engage in a longer conversion conversation. I apologize for the, you know, pronunciation mistake. Number four is pre-call business feature in ads manager. Businesses can provide additional context in ads to help educate potential customers to help them make informed decisions before they make a call. And number five, in-app calling. Facebook is testing a platform calling solution to enable businesses to connect with customers whenever they're browsing and allow them to continue that same experience within the app after the call is complete. Facebook says that no call information is captured. Now, I want to point it out to you that I am not a Facebook expert, but if you want to read more or dive deeper, there is a link to that blog post from Facebook on our show notes page. Go check it out. And by the way, uh, we are now publishing our show notes in two different places. One is obviously on our website, marketandgrow.com slash twimshow. And also we have a Substack account now. So twimshow.substack.com, I believe that's correct. 
And the goal here is to that for us to slowly migrate away from our website into Substack. And I have seen substantial growth of my show in terms of people subscribing and, you know, signing up on Substack. So I think, you know, this is something I should have done two years ago. But nevertheless, better late than never. And with that, let's move on to the next update. The next update is voiceover in YouTube Shorts. YouTube has added a new option that allows creators to add voiceover to their short form clips in the app. Functionality wise, it's not a revolutionary since this feature already exists in TikTok and Instagram Reels. Now, if you want to know how to uh, add voiceover to your shorts, then the you will find a step by step, not the step, the steps in our show notes. Check it out. Next update is there are three updates to LinkedIn pages that will that I really like. Number one is LinkedIn LinkedIn now has created post templates for LinkedIn pages. So now, you know, businesses have an easier way to create rich LinkedIn page content with customizable templates. Post templates are available directly in the LinkedIn app without downloading additional tools. Start creating a post. Tap the user template, uh, use template button and then customize the background. Choose the font, add text, attach clickable links and blah, blah, blah. I like it. Right. Number two, pinned comments is now there. Businesses can now highlight their favorite comments uh, on post by pinning them to the top of the comment section. And you can change the pinned comment at any time to keep the conversation flowing or shift it in a different direction. And third is page commitments. Businesses can utilize a new LinkedIn page section dedicated to highlighting company values. LinkedIn will feature your commitments in the about section of your page. You can include up to five commitments in your featured commitments section, such as, you know, you are a business that promotes or supports diversity, equity, inclusion. Number two, career growth and learning. Number three, work-life balance. Number four, social impact. Number five, environmental sustainability. I like all five of them. I'm going to apply that to our business. Why shouldn't I? Because we believe in diversity, equity, inclusion. We have career growth and learning. We believe in work-life balance. We have a social impact. That's why we started this business. Environmental sustainability. I believe in the environment sustainability, you know, reducing plastics, things like that. So that's why we are going to go for it. Next up. While we are still on the topic of LinkedIn, uh, we I want to quickly touch on the four new features in LinkedIn ads that got rolled out this week. Number one is offline conversions. Now LinkedIn allows that. This allows you to connect to conversions you track in other tools directly into LinkedIn. This is a must uh, have feature in 2022, especially because of the Apple's ATT update, uh, the privacy update, as well as uh, moving away from third party cookies into first party cookies because you know there are conversions happening that is in your CRM that is in your you know sales mesh sales uh, wherever you collect your sales data and you need to be able to upload it to LinkedIn to allow the LinkedIn uh, algorithm to understand and learn more about your customer so this is great update next update is audience inside the free audience insights now are are now in campaign manager this help this can help advertisers pinpoint who their audiences are what they're interested in how they're engaging with other content and topics Audience insights are available for both mashed and save audiences. It also generates uh, it generates aggregated insights based on topics and content that uh, your people have engaged in, but also job titles, years of experience, seniority, location, company name, industry, and more. So insights can be used to discover new audiences. Number three. Document ads allow you to promote long format long format content directly to your members feed where they can read and download white papers, case studies and reports without leaving the platform. You can also use a lead gen form to collect leads if you decide to get your documents. Wonderful. I love that. 
Number four, Media Library. The new LinkedIn Media Library allows you to create ads more easily by storing all of your images and videos in one central location. Advertisers can now create up to five ads at once by selecting the video or image from the Media Library, each then becoming its own ads. This is similar to what Google has also created a few, few couple of months back, right? Uh, the central location for creating Google ads, uh, the creative library. Uh, I believe Facebook also has something similar to that. But anyway, if you want to catch the full announcement, the link is in our show notes. Talking about uh, analytics, tracking, and things like that, I thought you know it would be very important for me to mention that you know Google Analytics 4, the latest version of Google Analytics, uh, is now supports form interactions. So basically, what this means, uh, and it's out of the box. So what this basically means that if someone, if you have a form on your website, then Google will be able to Google Analytics will be able to track when someone started the. Uh, interaction with the form and then when someone submits it. So now this would be very good creating audiences. Say someone starts to create the form and they didn't complete it, guess what, you create an audience. Someone started the form and finished submitted the form, you create another audience to like kind of, kind of uh, do a lot of fancy stuff. So this is great, uh, this is great for lead gen people. Now one thing you want, I want you to know is that this is automatically enabled for all newly created web data streams. So if you already have a GA4 account, you want to go back in and turn on this option in an under enhanced measurement. Next up, uh, from Google SEO uh, standpoint, Google, someone asked Google's John Mueller, hey, uh, is speed a ranking factor? Google's John Mueller, Mueller said, no, it is not, but Having said that, doesn't mean you should create a website that takes two minutes to load, or you should create a page that takes one minute to load. You should definitely, you know, uh, go for something that loads between two to three seconds or four seconds at most, but don't kill yourself because it's five seconds and now you need to bring it down to two seconds and spend thousands of dollars. It doesn't make any sense. That's all I want to say. Definitely, you know, because people are not gonna hang around and let it wait for 10 seconds or 15 seconds, people are gonna bounce back but it is not a ranking factor. Next update is that uh, Google John Mueller has basically come out the gate and was really brash about, hey, stop changing URLs because some guy said you need to change URLs and make them whatever, SEO friendly by whatever. Google's John Mueller says, hell, hey, no, don't do that, right? Every time you do that, you know, it doesn't really help you. You need to do a redirect and things like that. The only person uh, who really makes money is the person who, who gains from it is that, um, what is it called? The person who is actually doing the work. He or she wins the game, but um, very rarely that if you have a very long convoluted uh, URL, you are not gonna get affected from a SEO standpoint. Yes, users we may not be able to look at the URL and understand what this URL is. So obviously you want a better URL system, you want a better URL, but if someone says, you know, hey, we're gonna charge you $10,000 to change all your URLs and make it SEO friendly, run away from them. And actually, I remember a few years ago when I first start, got it started, um, some guy quoted, uh, actually I was, I remember a first client of ours, you know, they had this SEO guy and he charged, bunch of money, about like, you know, four or $5,000 to change the URLs and submit their website to the um, uh, web directories. And this is, I'm talking about 2017. Now, 
having said that, you know, obviously back then I was not an SEO expert. You know, I, did, I, I didn't want to come out at the gate and, you know, be very authoritative because I was just getting started on the SEO front and I don't really have uh, much experience on SEO. I only had experience with Google Ads. So I was like, I told him, you know, I don't think this is good. But, you know, obviously there was no official document, anything like that to prove it. So if you want the official thing, it's uh, I have posted the link to the Reddit and the Twitter. Go ahead and take screenshots and make your case to your management. Like this is whoever is suggesting this is not good. Okay. Next up, um, someone asked again on to Google's John Mueller that, hey, is there a way to me ma uh, measure duplicate content? Like, you know, hey, if I have a duplicate content and they match like 72% of the time or 80% of the time, do what, what does, how does Google figure out that this is a duplicate content? John Mueller says, you know what, there isn't, isn't anything. I disagree with John Mueller on this one, but you know, hey, he is who he is because, you know, he's the face uh, or the face of Google search uh, in the community. But I disagree only because, you know, there has to be a way. There has to be a way because you cannot, uh, if not, Google would not penalize someone for having duplicate content and basically pick the one. But I would say, you know, try to create as much unique content as you can. And this is actually another thread that happened on uh, on the web this week. And I didn't obviously put, an, put it as an update is that someone asked, hey, uh, you know, how would I know that I have a good content? Google, John Miller said, look, if you, if you think like, you know, you are the, you should write, if you don't think you're content is you know authoritative or you don't think you you are you're coming across as an expert in the content then that means your content is kind of weak so what this all means is that folks just write content where you know it answers the you know potential customers or users question or visitors question and you know you'll be good right i think i personally feel that you know focusing on like you know bringing it down to a science where we need to have an 80% you know keyword density and 30% of this 20% of that 5% of this i think it's just just over overkill and it just it it puts you to a point of diminishing return right great content that google can understand that people will understand that will delight your visitors delight your readers and you know you should be good and obviously that doesn't mean you shouldn't write any of your you know uh focus areas and keywords that you are focusing on it's just don't kill yourself okay next up and i think this should have been up with uh where google said do not change your urls too often is like you know john miller is saying hey hey we don't penalize you for uh having a url with uh stuffed with key keywords right if that rocks your boat please all do maybe but you know what it makes sense uh because um it's just easier for someone to save that content someone to share that content and remember hey oh this url is for that thing i was looking for right that's all it helps readability it helps but for seo standpoint it doesn't really help lastly we have updates from the google search on event search on 2020 event usually this event was more focused on the user experience the consumer experience and a lot of changes google announced like about 12 or 13 different things but i am going to cover like uh, a few items one two three four four items that i think you should be aware of as a business owner because this will really change the game number one uh, is like you know now anyone on google can search with the word shop so basically you could just say shop 
iPhone accessories and Google is gonna basically show you a list of all Google uh, iPhone accessories uh, to you. So the shop is being the leading word. So you put shop and whatever you're looking for, shop, space, say, soccer soccer boots and it's going to show you all the soccer boots so that's one number two something similar to uh pinterest shop the look it used to be only for apparel categories now you know in the u.s uh, i believe no actually it doesn't say which country uh which it's not locked into re region but you know you should be able to showcase uh, other things such as Actually, it's only for apparel category. I misspoke. Uh, users will be show, we showcase individual products to help create an entire outfit. Google's tool will show complementary products on the main product a user is searching for, such as handbags, shoes, or to go along with a top or a jacket. Multi-search. This is number three. Uh, Multi-search lets you use your camera's phone to search by an image powered by Google Lens and then add an additional text query on top of the image search. Google will then use both the image and the text query to show you visual, visual search results. Google is expanding multi-search to 70 new languages in the coming months. Google launched multi-search last year for English and US-based queries. So that's number three. And number four multi-search near me slated to be launching late fall 2022 the near me aspect lets you zoom in on those image and text queries by looking for products or anything via your camera but also to find local results so for example if you want to find a restaurant that has a specific dish you can do so as well now why am i covering this on the twim show it's very simple if you are following all these updates and other changes you know google is basically indirectly telling you hey mr business owner if you do not have a you know google merchant center account or google business profile you are going to miss out now, google is not coming out the gate and telling you that but me as the industry person i'm telling you this is what's happening if you don't have a google business profile or you don't have google merchant center guess what your product is not going to show up if product is not going to show up then you're not going to get the, the chance to compete and if you don't get a chance to compete you lose out right you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take now obviously certain people will say hey we don't need google merchant center yes if you do not have google merchant center make sure you put the schema data the product schema data on your website so that google search can pick it up but again the easiest thing is to do is google uh, merchant center if you're on shopify or woocommerce i think it's relatively easy for you to do that with that you should be good to go Alrighty, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you'll find the links to the articles. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.